Greetings, peasants. This is Tim, the Dungeon Master of the Knights and Nerds podcast. I want to start by quickly saying thanks very much for listening to this, but also I do have a couple of very important announcements to make, so please, just a moment of your time before we get on to this week's episode. I do want to thank everyone for bearing with us. We had delayed episode 52 by a week, so I want to say thanks everyone for your patience. We are going to put out episode 53 next week. And then 54 the week after that. So three weeks, three episodes. Cool stuff, right? Second, our giveaway for the set of Bloodstone Dice is still happening. And you have up until June 23rd to make a guess. And let me just run over the details of the giveaway real quick. First off, go to our social media, any of our social media, and follow us, Knights and Nerds Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also follow Nerdy Chicken. On our social media, you'll find a giveaway post. So tag three friends, and then submit a guess as to how you think this campaign will end. We're probably, at this point, fewer than 10 episodes from the end. So how do you think it's going to end? And the most accurate guess will win the set of Bloodstone Dice. And one random person who enters will win a set of ethereal vampire dice, which are not made of stone, but they're very cool. So follow Knights and Nerds on social media, follow Nerdy Chicken. Uh, On Twitter and Instagram, they're at ChickenlyNerd. They're a really cool online shop for RPG accessories, including very nice dice, minis, dice trays, towers, all sorts of stuff. While this giveaway is ongoing, you can go to nerdychicken.ca, and if you want to get a 15% discount on your order, you can use the coupon code NERDYNIGHTS, that's knights with a K, at checkout. So N-E-R-D-Y-K-N-I-G-H-T-S, NERDYNIGHTS, at checkout. And that coupon code is going to be active for uh, probably a little while. So yeah, make use of it. So follow us, tag three friends, submit a guess. It's as easy as that. So far, as of this recording, only 10 people have made a guess. So your chances of winning a very nice set of diets that have been carved from stone are pretty good. Pretty good chance. Also, in a moment, we're going to hear a few words from a new podcast that I stumbled across. Uh, It's called Girl Meets Nerd. It's hosted by Megan Catherine, and she is extremely nice and very cool, and her podcast is about learning about sort of new nerdy things. I'll let her explain it, because she's far more articulate than I am. But she covers not only D&D, but board games, video games, and all sorts of nerdy stuff. So it's if you like this podcast, I'm sure hers will be right down your alley. And I'll include a few links in our... uh, show notes or description here so that you can check her out and be sure to follow her and give her stuff a rating or review if you have the time. I'm sure she would definitely appreciate it. Hey there, I'm Megan Catherine, host of Girl Meets Nerd, a podcast about my adventure into the nerdverse and your beginner's guide to becoming one. Up until a few years ago, I had only ever played Mario Kart and Monopoly, But then I met a very cute nerd who spent most of his time exploring imaginary worlds with his friends. Very quickly, I was won over by this nerd and his fantastical world of games and adventure. 
Join me on the Girl Meets Nerd podcast as I explore video games, board games, Dungeons and Dragons, and much, much more. You can find the Girl Meets Nerd on pretty much any music streaming service, including Spotify, Google Play, and iTunes. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Girl Meets Nerd Podcast so you don't miss a single drop of nerdy goodness. Thank you so much to Knights and Nerds for featuring me on this podcast. I can't wait to see what happens next for our heroes in this campaign. So last time, you wound up in Tall Hill. You were getting she, all the cure, right? Yeah, we landed. We basically just landed and like had brief hellos. Yeah, and saw and that a, beautiful painting. There's a moral carving etched into the side of the dancing rapier. Oh yeah, you got your own ship. I forgot that. You have a crew of four dwarves. Okay, yeah. So you're going to be giving the remainder of your dragon bone to Enna, so she can use the rest of it to create. The cure, and you leveled up. So, does Woo-hoo! anyone want to share some new level nine goodies that uh, that you have? Katie, why don't you go first? No, no, thank you, because I right. couldn't find it in the book. <laughs> That's what I have problems with. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> you need to level up before we get into this. No, 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 I've already done it. I just didn't write it down, and then I couldn't find it in the book. It's right down here. Okay, my you new spell. <laughs> no, we did do this together. We looked at the spells together. I did Aww. I did actually pick this, and I know what I'm talking about to some extent. So my new spell is Conjure Barrage, and I basically throw a non-magical wep- weapon of fire or Sorry, let me take that back. You throw a non-magical weapon or fire a piece of non-magical ammunition into the air to create a cone of identical weapons, blah, blah, blah. Each creature in a 60-foot cone must succeed on a deck saving throw, and a creature takes 3d8 damage on a failed save or half on a successful one. So either nice. way, I'm fucking you up. Nice. Yeah. It's yeah, sort of like the, crowd control right there. Like a more exactly. badass version of the Hail of Thorns. Yeah, that you forgot. Yeah. 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 Ain't forgetting this one. Matt, why don't you go next? Uh, I didn't get much. The only thing that changed really is my unarmored movement. I can now uh, run on vertical surfaces and across water without falling. So that's pretty cool. Uh, so you can run up a waterfall? Yeah, yes, I guess don't so. Don't go chasing them. Fifty feet, uh, <laughs> fifty feet up a waterfall. Don't go chasing them. Thank Can you. Somebody funny. got it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for you. I wonder how many of our listeners will get that. None of TLC. them. TLC. Candice. Uh, I got a new spell, fifth level. I took on mass cure wounds. I'm a heal y'all. I do a wave of healing energy that washes out from a point of your choice within range. Choose up to six creatures in a 30-foot radius, Saphir centered on that point. Each target regains hit points equal to 3d8 plus your spell-costing ability modifier, which is maxed out. This spell has no effect on undead or constructs. I figured going into battle, that might be helpful. And all my proficiencies went up, so I'm crazy hella good at persuasion again. 
What's your persuasion shit. now? Uh, what is it? My persuasion is plus 12. <sighs> <laughs> you needed that. You needed that extra bit. <laughs> That's to counter Spruce's minus one. <laughs> so I'm, I'm convinced now that I'm just going to talk to the mind flares and they'll go home. Maybe like combined we equal one normal person. Like one <laughs> kind of persuasive. Spruce and Vanna become just sort of equal to me. <laughs> oh, not even close. Yeah. All right, and Tom, how is Gilly looking at level nine? Uh, I was also greatly assisted by the increase in proficiency. So I'm going to really have to drive home that I now have a passive perception of 20. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. So keep wow. that in mind when you're pointing out what all the things I notice. And I mean, it also helps. I'm super steely. I get plus 13 to my stealth and sleight of hand checks. So. Stealing. Um, my, <laughs> yeah. My backstab went up in damage. I get an extra dice. And I now have magical ambush. That's from my arcane trickster. So I basically, if I do sneak attack spells, uh, I think they get disadvantage against my sneak attack spells. Very cool. Yeah, if if you cast something as at a creature that requires them to make a saving throw and you're hidden, then they get disadvantage. They have disadvantage. Yeah, that's right. So you can mind freak someone. Like I can jump try, out from yeah. behind a bush and then mind freak them. Before this I didn't take much that like had saving throws because I'm I'm not really strong at spells. I'm no fay. <laughs> but they're Nobody else. Uh, I did forget to mention that my song of rest now also goes up to 1d8. So during a short rest, if I just play you guys a jaunty little tune, you have 1d8 of uh, hit points that can go up. So um, I know that you were going to open up the portable hole to get at that dragon bone, but you're kind of being cautious about it because there's that orb that's still in there. So I'll let you describe how you're going to go and go about emptying that out. What if someone jumps into the portable hole so that we're not taking it out in case they can find us with it? Uh, I was more thinking of going to see the wizard. We haven't visited him since uh, arriving. He might right. have yeah, an idea. Yeah, I think that's we talked about that last yeah, year. Yeah, we mentioned that. Yeah, you guys want to take a trip with me over the wizard's tower? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. We go on <laughs> over. We're off to see the wizard again. Clop, <laughs> clop. The wonderful clop. wizard of Paul Hill. <laughs> Actually, Spruce, a, uh, that afternoon that you land, uh, a number of t- townsfolk come up to you and you recognize these individuals as uh, people who are already sort of part of the town... I don't want to say town guard. It's like, there's no real armed forces here because it's it's a fairly small uh, place but there's sort of like a like a number of deputies mm-hmm. and some of them like somebody saw you in that fight against the Githyanki in the rain about how you went up and you you know disarmed one you stunned another one yeah somebody saw that happen and word has sort of gotten around town and so these deputies are asking uh, if you would train them. Oh, hell yeah. Here in Tall Hill. Yeah, if you can teach them a thing or two about... Because they, they don't have proper military training. Amazing. We're going to start the Tall Hill faction of the Warriors Alliance. 
Wonderful. Okay. Uh, otherwise, in the in your farmhouse hideout, uh, Anna has uh, recently completed all of her work with the dragon bone. There's a bunch of uh, small barrels that have been essentially stacked up in the farmhouse, and that this is like the, I guess, the airborne version of the mm. of the cure. So she's relieved to see every, everyone. She and Elwyn, you know, catch up. Oh yeah, I forgot they knew each other. I guess she conveys that she's eager to get to work on the rest of it on the the following day. Katie, what did Vanna do with this uh, this farmer that she recognized? <laughs> Be specific. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Is our uh, podcast for mature audiences? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's for immature audiences. <laughs> yeah. We did an entire episode about cranking it, yep. and then an entire episode about beef. Hang on, it wasn't an entire episode, but cranking it features two episodes. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I guess. Well, how is he receptive to seeing me again? Is he holding a grudge because I beat him in the race? Oh no, he's totally enamored. Oh. <laughs> I'll play along. Fan of the fuck at all, but this is like a Vanna. What is your idea of a first date with random townsfolk? <laughs> the dating contest in D anD D, where you have to choose options to see if you swoon this country boy. Oh boy. <laughs> I don't, I'd go over and talk to him. You gonna talk to him? Ooh, yes. Boring conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's. I think talking is like the highest compliment Vanna can pay somebody. That's true. <laughs> it happens there to very go. select people. I acknowledge his presence. <laughs> we we see like her a... go over, and we're just like, "Oh my god, she's talking." <laughs> <laughs> You first think that she might actually just murder him. <laughs> then I, the tiniest hint of a smile creeps across my face, maybe. Oh my god, what's wrong with your face, Vanna? <laughs> Are you okay? Are you okay? Like the first time that Wednesday Adams smiles. Yeah. <laughs> so he he would just kind of like motion his head back towards the tavern. Be like, you want to throw a drink in my face? No, but you can buy one for me to pour it down my throat. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Tim, how did you? Uh, (laughs) I have never flirted in my life. I don't know what I'm doing. I feel like that's exactly what Vanna would say. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Good. This is you're really role playing this one. (laughs) Role playing in real life? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Buy me a drink to pour down my throat. <laughs> Sounds kind of aggressive and kind of sexual at the same time. That's what I would have guessed. Yeah. <laughs> does he buy me a drink? Yeah, of course he does. Okay. Yeah. Is this while I'm playing my songs? Sure, yeah. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm totally going to call out right on there. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna play a love song? Yeah. 
down tonight. He he says, "You remember you remember the first night that we met." You mean we the were, race when I won? Yep. Yeah. Yes. I kind of remember that. We were drinking quite a lot. Is that a challenge? Do you want to do it again? <laughs> Absolutely, I'll drink you under the table. Okay. Make a Constitution saving throw. Sixteen. Oh. Uh oh. You tie. Oh. Go again. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, thirteen. Okay. So the first few tankards, you're going at it pretty evenly. But then it's it's been like what, a week since you've been here? Mm-hmm. And already you, you feel like you're just leaving him in your dust. Oh, I'm kicking his ass. Yeah, absolutely. Ugh. Faye, while you, while Faye is playing her song, uh, you notice that behind the bar of this tavern, uh, mounted on a, a sort of like a display board, is a is a very, very beautifully crafted rapier. And at one point, there's a a patron who is getting a little bit too uh, boisterous and the half-elf tavern keeper motions towards this rapier that's sitting attached to the wall and it animates and floats through the air to to sort of point at this unruly uh, patron Uh, sort of just just like just poking him ever so slightly until he gets the uh, gets the point sorry to leave but I mean, I will point out that the tavern is called the Dancing Rapier, and now I think you understand why. Uh, makes sense. Mm. Well, it should be called the like tapping and pointing rapier, but fine. <laughs> the pokey pokey rapier. That's like the cutest security. Um, excuse me, tapping you. Can you leave? Bye bye. <laughs> Tap and point are both types of dance, are they not? Yes, they are. There you go. Damn it. Yeah, that's true. What's point? What's point dancing? Ballet, white shoes. Oh, we're on the points of your toes. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Great. Okay. <laughs> Great. Great. I learned something. This has been like the most disconnected beginning. We're all over the map on timeline and what's happening, but we're all having fun. So we all go to sleep and wake up the next day. Are we yeah. there? Okay. I was gonna get there. I was waiting for everyone to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll shut up. Yeah. The next day, you head over to the Wizard's Tower. What, Katie? Uh, what happened with us? Oh, I don't know. What did? What do you want to have happened? My guard was down. I had some drinks. He makes a move. I allow it. Whoa! <laughs> Big moment here for you. There you go. Emotional. Do you go to his place? I was gonna say, do you wake up at our cabin or are you somewhere else? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he needs help. He needs help walking home. Oh, he is uh, not so helping okay. out at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is embarrassing for him, but fine, I'll help him back to his place. <laughs> what? Can I roll a performance check? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do it. Oh, please let this be good. Or just not terrible. One. Oh, I got a 19. Yes, I'm even good at sex. 
<laughs> All that training. After two. Uh, yes. <laughs> Even good. Okay. Sorry, I'll stop talking. Now. Yeah, just gets up. You're welcome, and leaves. <laughs> the following day, Vanna arrives back at the farmhouse at some point in the morning, covered in hay. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> And you decide to go to talk to Envedius, the wizard, about your problem with this uh, orb. Sure do. <laughs> right. He better be stinking grateful. We saved his life last time. Okay, so you, you climb the flight of stairs up to his study. It's looking a little bit more barren because you know that the Githyanki made off with quite a bit. Mm -hmm. He has a bit of a hobble. And he says, oh, well, I had heard you come back last night. Don't mind, don't mind me walking. The Githyanki threw me out of the window after, after you left the town. Ouch. Maybe we could just preface uh, this with saying that maybe uh, Rumok doesn't come with us. Yeah. Yeah. Probably a good idea. <laughs> probably a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good call that we didn't bring him along. I think he probably heard that there is a Githyanki here. Yeah, um, but that yeah, he, so we explained. Yeah, we, we left him behind, yeah. <laughs> but he's cool. Uh, but we're not on good terms with the gift. All right. Well, what brings you? What brings you back to my illustrious tower? Well, one thing's out of probably many is that um, we had this issue where I seem to have been like cursed by this object that I currently have in a portable hole. So a dimensional space. When it's in there, it seems to be pretty passive. But if I open it up, there's a chance I could be cursed again. And I just got rid of that curse. So I'm not really down for that. Do you have any idea how we might prevent getting cursed by this object mm -hmm. and still be able to carry it around with us? So for a time, Anvedius had the black orb and he was studying it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and now you have both of these things. Right. Yeah, that's true. Because I don't think you get... But it's the, the white one. Yeah. No, it's the white yeah. one that at the time I didn't know this was also a, another Illithid item. But it's not your standard magic. It's another one of this Illithid doohickeys. Based on his time with the Black Orb and kind of understanding that the Black Orb had some kind of ability to i guess communicate with you know some other intelligence or that it was some kind of tool used for various things he would think that that the i guess he could only really guess that the other orb that you're describing operates in something like the same way and that there's it might not be power that's like innate through the orb, but it's like a focal point that can project power that comes from somewhere else. Oh, so it was like a, it was the creature that was casting the curse on me. Three. And this is just like, um, like a lens or like a, like a waypoint for the spell to be cast through. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. So, um, he, he would suggest that if, if that's the case, that if there is someone 
looking through this orb. Uh, as long as they, I guess, don't see you, then they wouldn't be able to target you with certain uh, certain effects. So literally, as long as okay, in a bag or a cloth, yeah. yeah. All right, so I would talk to him for a little bit and try to devise a like a plan, like maybe if he knows like a darkness spell, or we could just like close up all the windows in his room and take out all the candles and like set something up so that we can transfer. I can transfer these items into secure containers. Mm. And one of you also knows how to turn invisible. I'll just say that. But like, would it make sense then to like build a couple small boxes that would like fit these objects? Yeah. Like lock boxes. So they're more. Yeah. Like lock boxes. Yeah. We would still want to keep them right. in the portable hole, though, right? Like for track, because they could track us with them as well. So, yeah, but if we got them into a, a like a container, then we could put the containers into the portable yeah, hole, yeah. And move them in and out, and they'd be more secure. Yeah. It's like we've got them open and they're contaminated, so we need special decontamination procedures <laughs> to get them into containers. So I even feel like I could probably do a fair bit of the construction to make some boxes and like small blocks and hinges with my lockpick ability. You no, know, if I remember correctly, I think Invidious may have a box with no uh, lid or hinge that maybe we could put these things in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that trick box. Yeah. Invidious, do you still have that thing? Oh no. Uh, it destroyed itself after I failed the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll never know. What did you try? Uh, yes. Brute force. <laughs> and uh, I think, oh, geez, what was the other one? I think he tried putting moonshine on it, lighting that on fire. In hindsight, do you know oh. what might have been the trick to open it? You have God's sakes, tell us. In hindsight... No, I don't want to tell you because you're going to get mad at me for making it too hard. Yeah, I want to know. <laughs> now we want to know. And then we just want to know. Is this going to be the dragon stuff, the ice dragon stuff? Uh, okay. Two years, Tim. <laughs> two years. <laughs> you be- we'll promise to move on right no, away I don't. as soon as you I don't promise. Well, I also, I also <laughs> want to know what was going to be in it, just out of curiosity. Yeah. There is some going to be some cool stuff in there. What I'll say that. There's going to be some it. real cool stuff. Uh, but you'll never know. You'll never know what was in it. You'll never know the answer. Let's move no. on right now. <laughs> no. Perfect. I like that. I'm fine with no. that. <laughs> That's the most realistic. Tell us at the end, at least. At the yeah. very end. Okay. Yeah. 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 Never get there. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we'll save it for the secrets question and answer oh, yeah. episode. Yeah, I like that. It'll be a bonus episode. Yeah. Fine. Where we just curse at him. So anyways, he failed with the box. Um, we're going to devise a plan. Oh, we've got some supplies and stuff. We're going to make some little chests, custom chests for these fucking cursed items. Anyone? We're going to talk to in- Invidious anymore right now? Uh... I don't think well, you want to get that bone. I guess, like Spruce, do you want to like fill him in on what's been going on with the illithids, and uh, and I'll try and make these boxes real quick. Do well, maybe we should bring Rumak in here, um, just to like make sure. Anytime we, anytime we are gonna like you know 
divulge anything that we're get, uh, anything in in this main plan. We should probably make sure that this person's not tainted first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So maybe if we if someone can run out and grab Rumak and we'll just warn him. We'll be like, look, like we said, there's a uh, one of these Gith has kind of joined our our uh, team. Yeah, I'll run out. I'll run out and grab Rumak. Like he's cool. If you guys want. He, he's cool. <laughs> don't worry about him. Be cool, man. Don't fuck this up. <laughs> are, you, are you saying that to, to NVIDIA? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I'll run out and before going to make these boxes, find Rumac and be like, oh, go to the tower, just go right on in and run upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> run up there as fast as you can with your weapon out. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say anything with the weapon. Actually, he doesn't have a weapon right now because he uh, he had to give up his sword. So, oh, is that something I noticed with my amazing passive perception? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you saw it, you saw it happen. Give up? So, yes, it's it's something that everybody knows. <laughs> Great, Jeez. we have to figure you that. Need to get out. him a weapon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, so yeah, if he comes up, if we can kind of. Maybe do a quick introduction and then see if he can see if he notices anything. Uh, so no, uh, he he can obviously picks up stuff from the orbs, but uh, he hasn't picked up anything else in the town. Nice. Um, okay, so then yeah, we'll I can Spruce will sort of fill Envedius in on on what's been going on since well since the Gith came here and. And you know how they filled us in on what's going on with the with the mind flayers, and that they were going to kind of join forces with us, but then they sort of backstabbed us and went off with presumably Arizax um, after we killed one of the mind flayers, and that Rumak is with us now. Okay, uh, how are you going to go about getting the like? How are you going to maneuver the uh, the crystal out of the portable hole? I'm yeah. going to be invisible. And everyone else is going to leave the room? So after Gilly's got these little containers crafted, that's that's when it will happen? Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. Are you... Were you just wanting to like bring Invedius up to speed, or do you want something from him? Well, mostly we wanted to bring him up to speed, but I guess, you know, the fact that we're kind of trying to, to build this army, more or less, you know, we might just... I guess say see if he has any anything that he feels like he can offer. I know he's more of a he seems to be more of like a researcher, right? Like he's calls himself the wise. So, but if he if he feels inclined to to help out in this fight, you know, we might kind of maybe maybe appeal to his ego a little bit and say, you know, you're so wise. Maybe maybe you feel like you have something that you can offer to to help in this. But if not, that's cool too. Well, he's he's also heard that Elwyn is is here, and Elwyn is like has his own reputation, and he's actually like quite renowned. Mm-hmm. And Vedius just, I guess, would convey that he is is most interested to talk to Elwyn and, and learn stuff from him. Oh, sure, yeah, I'm sure we could get Elwyn over here. Great, great, great. Um, I mean, as far as as far as like his talents go, like he he doesn't really like. You explain all this to someone; it's so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, but his his sort of curiosity like outweighs his, and like his fascination with like learning new things outweighs his trepidation. Right. 
so he kind of doesn't quite know what to what to offer but he says like if if an opportunity presents itself that I can be of service then I'm I am yours cool and I mean even if he not that way Katie stop licking your lips (laughs) (laughs) unleash Um... the beast (laughs) (laughs) even we can even say like you know if this is something that uh, you might be someone who's who's really well equipped to to kind of just record everything that happens you know any information that we get you can kind of take down at least as almost as a as a historical document right after Gilly's done making the lock boxes you transport both of those uh, orbs with the help of phase invil- invisibility into the lock boxes and you can safely access the dragon bone Faye, do you still want to hold on to the black orb and I'll hold on to the diamond? No, I want them both in the hole. Maybe the sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> and we remove all of the dragon bone yeah. then? Alright, that's all I have. So we've transferred this to... I, I'm going to propose that Lee, we like meet up with Elwyn and a few people for like drinks tonight. Um, and maybe like, cause then we could do introduction introductions between him and Invidious, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, maybe get them working together. I really like the word introductions, by the way. I didn't even notice. At first, he said introduce introductions. <laughs> I really like introductions. The thought just occurred to me. Where's Elwyn going to go? Like, he's not going to come with us into battle. Is Would he like to stay in Tall Hill? This is probably a weird dynamic that, like, Gilly no longer wants to kill him. But over the last few days, that's been my only goal. And now I just, like, walk up and be like, hey, like, you know, what's your plan? Do you, do you want to stay here when this all goes down? That's a very good question. And I think he's very unsure because he, on the one hand, doesn't want to... A bit, like feel like he's abandoning the group if he leaves and can be of use somehow. But at the same time, he thinks that there's a chance that Erzax will probably know where he is. Well, I guess Erzax does somewhat know about this town, but I still have all your science stuff in my portable hole, and I also still have the protection of scrying device we were using from our old base, and we have our you know, makeshift lab with all the dragon bone and like the new life cure here. I'm sure we could, you know, build you on a spot and you could set up a new research post. Just trying to think of how you would be useful. You're more of a science guy. Uh, yeah. See, he's, he's kind of conflicted as to what to do. Well then in the meantime, before, before like evening comes and we kind of all, meet up again um spruce is gonna well first try some uh training with dog (laughs) let's do a little bit of animal handling here that is a 15 um this the the collar is it um it's like a once per day use yeah it can do each of its functions once per day maybe just on this day that spruce is gonna explore those and and try them out just to kind of see how dog reacts to it (laughs) make sure i can kind of still control him and and whatever when when doing it cool does he turn into again uh 
a, essentially like a war horse and a uh, dire wolf. Oh, shit. Yeah. Cool. Ride him around town for a bit as a war horse. <laughs> <laughs> and then Spruce is also going to head over to the, uh, I don't know what, like the, the, the sheriff. The sheriff's store. Like an op- <laughs> Does he have like a, like an office? There was the, yeah. the jailhouse or whatever, right? Wherever yeah, he that's pretty much what it is. And see mm-hmm. if like the deputies are around and kind of maybe just congregate with them and see sort of what it is, you know, that they want to do in, in terms of uh, structure and, and, and what they're hoping to, to learn and then try and figure out sort of a, a, a plan for us to start training. Well, I mean, you're, you're the one who figures it out, right? Role for people handling. Yeah, well, I mean, if they want to get started, then we can get started right away. Yeah, we can start today. Yeah, they they are they're all they're all psyched to get started. So, Thanks. Um, like you're you're kind of acting as as a a teacher here, mm-hmm. and your charisma sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Roll for people. However, <laughs> having said that, mm-hmm. you do have military rank. Yep. And so I'm going to say that this is a like a leadership role based on your I want to say like your wisdom okay how is your survival looking uh, I have a plus three I guess like what what weapons like you're proficient in like a number of different weapons but you specialize like in the glaive and your longbow is that yeah. right and and a quarterstaff those are my kensei okay. weapons but I'm also proficient in all simple weapons, short sword, long sword, uh, short bow, and then as well as unarmed. Is anybody like during this time going to help Spruce with the, the combat training? Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> the only thing I was thinking was that Gilly would conveniently walk by and just offer supplies if you wanted to set up like training Nails? Guns. Anyone? Nails? Wood? <laughs> Stop mocking my my building supply. Actually, I thought that would be useful. I'm not going to help him run the course, but if he wants to build like some little dummies with bucket heads and like straw bodies. nails and canvas will come in handy here. Yeah. Burlap. Well, what do you say, Spruce? Yeah, sure. Put that together for you. All right. I'll do that to help. I will happily like demo it. some stuff, but I am uh, also not charismatic, so I'm not leading anything here. But demo, I will demo like demonstrate or like demolish because it could oh, go. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Both. I did mean Both. she sets up an archery yeah. range and just like destroys the target with one shot. I thought she was going to like you drop spike us on all the trainees. Like, yeah. <laughs> here you go, fuckers. <laughs> Well, that's like instead of crawling through the mud under the barbed wire, they have to crawl through the thorny vines. I had meant demo, but, you know, take it how you want. You missed that I, like, initially volunteered and Matt just shot me down right away. Yeah. Oh, I was like, I'll do it. (laughs) No. No. (laughs) Why are you saying no to the person who can bardically inspire? That's what I said. I'm the most charismatic. Yeah. Yeah, okay. With her on your side, you could get standardized training sessions. <laughs> a whole soundtrack for oh your montage. God. <laughs> Every movie needs a You're mo- the best around. You're the best body work. Okay. So you're going to get fit and have fun. Stay safe. Body break. 
Okay, so Matt, you you tell me what what the course consists of. Gilly, uh, I think to get some, if you're spearheading like creating this, uh, I don't want to call it a training course, but a training area, um, then you mm-hmm. probably get some target uh, like a a range and a, a like a, some sparring dummies set up for probably like fifteen gold pieces. Oh, okay. If you're Sweet. employing a few townsfolk to do that for you. Oh yeah, I definitely pay some town some goons. Hired goons. Get the job done. Alright. Matt, tell us about your training course. So these guys are they all um mainly human in this town? Yeah, why is that a problem? No, I'm just curious. <laughs> what are you gonna divide them up? Okay, orcs over here. <laughs> I'm just there. kind of thinking about what their what their abilities or specialties might be, um, and they're all what they would be like. Are they ex soldiers or or not really? No, they're kind of no. They're, they don't really have like a few might have some military training, but like very cursory mm-hmm. compared to what you have. I guess mainly human. There's some half elves in there too. Um, mm-hmm. The tavern owner peter brell is his name he he's out there wanting to practice with his floating rapier okay um well definitely um would have some uh like melee combat training in terms of of melee weapons um and definitely some range weapons as well so i mean if any of them have or if they can you know fashion bows long bows whatever probably do some hand-to-hand combat as well and then I'm wondering, so I'm trained in like, or I have things like stillness of mind, which I mean, those are, that's an ability that I have as a monk, but I'm wondering if maybe there's some kind of, you know, training I can do some kind of meditation or something, um, that I can, I can train them into maybe. He's saying he wants to run a morning yoga class (laughs) (laughs) at dawn every day in the South facing field. (laughs) Something that might help you know, maybe improve upon their constitution or something like that. Mindfulness. (laughs) Their chi. Wear your Lululemon, girl. Breathe in patience, exhale beauty. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. So, I mean, okay, so it would be pretty easy to get some like practice like wooden practice swords and shields mm-hmm. while other like actual weapons are being crafted like because yeah. only a handful of the like the militia have proper weaponry not enough for everyone who wants to be trained do we have a black um, town yeah there's a smith so i one thing i i was curious about is if maybe um rumak since he doesn't have a weapon anymore and the the gith weapons were pretty in their swords and stuff were pretty intense if i remember correctly right yep um so maybe he could kind of oversee that then and offer some guidance to the to the smith and and i don't know if he would have any input where we he might be able to create some or or give some input to create some some uh strong weapons and then also have one crafted for himself nice yeah you should definitely propose mm-hmm. that to him i think being like spending his whole life as a like a rank and file soldier being given sort of like even a modicum of authority over someone. Mm-hmm. He's super psyched about it. <laughs> Maybe I'll just make sure he, like 
just so you know, <laughs> these these people are our friends and our our you know our people. Treat them well. Uh huh. Mm, that's reassuring. Yeah. So the smith is going to work on more weapons, but you can do the practice, like so, practice swords and shields, and even like unarmed combat in the meantime. Yeah. It's going to take longer to get enough like bows and arrows for uh for this many people there's like like the first day you like when you first landed it was like five or ten people who came up to you and now it's like 15 to 20 who are all really excited nice to learn how to fight a bit better and then well maybe we can also get brita in here to help help with some of the training too i'm sure she would be hopefully Brita Prally, i think Mm -hmm. cool okay well and that's good because then uh rumak can help work with the blacksmith and that blacksmith might gain some valuable experience and Britta can help here. And then when we run off to fight, who knows what, maybe she'll have a place to stay. Beauty. If, if Faye wants to be part of this, no, (laughs) I was going to say with your now with Max's ability to like fly and do all this crazy stuff, maybe you and the innkeeper can kind of, trade information or or technique or something on on using a weapon like that uh question then i don't know if gilly is gonna spearhead this as well but manufacturing more bows Mm. who's gonna take who's gonna take charge of that i i would think i would have some skill in that since i live in the woods typically i i would think i you're also like know how to do that like the super archer too so makes sense yeah yeah Cool. Okay. So uh, we'll go through a few of the combat techniques. And uh, Matt, you can roll survival. All right. And this will be how how well, how effective your training is. Okay. Now, I, I would think that each of these would take like at least half a day or a full day. Yeah. I guess you can tell me which, like how much time you want to spend doing this. Okay. I mean, we're we're probably going to be here for at least a few days, right? That was our plan, kind of to, to I think give so. Anna time to synthesize the rest of the bone and all that stuff. So yeah, I'm thinking like uh, I think our our range attack training should be at least a, like a whole day, and our melee attack training should be a whole day, and then maybe I could do like half a day each for the unarmed and the like. mindfulness (laughs) the meditation uh, (laughs) stillness of mind kind of stuff so like three days what do you say stillness of mind just makes it sound like a a, like a nice way to call somebody in a coat like they're in a coma (laughs) (laughs) from stillness of mind case of stillness of mind (laughs) yeah it's like the town drunk is the guy who perfects it He's in a persistent stillness wow, of mind. You're state. so zen. Follow whiskey, and he's yeah. a monk yeah. master. That would be that would be the drunken master from Xanathar's Guide to Everything. Yeah, it's a real thing. I almost took it. Okay, so yeah, let's start with we'll start with the the long sword. So if someone's going to help Spruce with the training, I'd like to know who, and I'd like to know how they're helping. Well, I mean, I thought I was going to like help and like demonstrate technique or something like that longsword as well uh i mean i have one (laughs) (laughs) 
so confident. <laughs> Surprisingly, I am proficient in long swords, but it's a little. I mean, my version of a long sword is like <laughs> a medium. Is sword. Uh, is Rainer's sword a long sword? Yes, it is. So I definitely would want Vanna's uh, help with training for the range weapons. I mean, whatever for longsword, sure. <laughs> you or or Brita, maybe. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. So um, Matt, roll survival with advantage for longsword training. Oh, my first roll was a natural twenty. Woo! No, I don't need to roll this. I honestly can't remember the last time I rolled a natural twenty. It's been a long time. It was like 20 seconds ago, bro. (laughs) (laughs) You're right on that. That was Uh, perfect. Well played. (laughs) That's some real stillness of mind right there. He immediately forgets what he's doing. (laughs) Okay, so day one, Spruce and Vanna are really taking the charge and driving home all this, the, the basics about long sorting. Yeah. If we're going to go day by day, can I, can I also do animal, ha- uh, animal handling each day? Oh, fine. All right. Let's hear it. Uh, 16. Oh, very nice. Mm. Okay. While you're doing the long sorting, I think Brita will probably help to craft some rudimentary bows. Nice. So day two, uh, archery. Time to shine. All right. Oh my god. Another <gasps> 20. Did you do it again? I legit rolled <laughs> another natural 20. I know that this is suspect based on what we're doing, but I swear to God, I just rolled another natural 20. I was wow. so quickly if you didn't, so it really is. These are not the Spruce is finally 20. in his element. This is amazing. Yeah. I'm doing this for Chigar. <laughs> I'm going to name it Chigar School of Combat. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Although the stone in School of Combat does sound pretty cool. Um, is anybody else wanting to, like, while, while this training is happening, uh, Faye and Gilly, what, uh, I know that you're probably, I guess, just keeping an eye on things around town or helping organize the, uh, the equipment for the school. But is there anything else that you're wanting to do? If it's like a three-day span, then... I would be working with uh, Invidious and like Anna and um, I would probably take like a fair bit of time making sure the supplies are going around the town to make sure like buildings are in good repair and maybe like expanding out our, our like, uh, what would you call it? Our base, I guess. Yeah. And uh, yeah, following up with Invidious. Yeah. I kind of want to read. Trying to get him on Like on side. the first day. Um we said that we were going to maybe meet up for uh, like at the tavern with uh, Nvidius and um, Elwyn so that they could meet and kind of talk and stuff. So I would Mm want to kind of facilitate that. Yeah. And kind of follow through with that and see if anything comes of it or if it's just like they meet and it's all cool. So yeah, at the end of day one, after like a successful training day, we would have met for drinks and like made all the introductions. And then I think maybe day two, then I would have followed up with them on like working on some of the magical aspects, trying to develop anything. Um, ideas would be like talking to Nvidius about uh, going back into the swamp battlegrounds to see if we can pull up any more magical items. 
Ooh, um, another another sojourn into the lovely swamp, mm-hmm. the Black Bog. Yeah, that possibly, uh, possibly going through his supplies or like sh- sharing what supplies I might have and what he has in the tower to like if he needs to develop anything or if yeah if he needs anything for developing his like research and um, if I could help at all with making the cure, I would do that as well. Okay, yeah, you could probably. Uh, work alongside Enna and uh, pick up a few things uh, from her. We'll do the last day of the training and then we'll hit on a few other things. Wait, I need to do my second day of animal handling and also All right. also uh, whatever Faye is doing during this time. <laughs> no, you, you mm-hmm. just, I didn't, I didn't get to do my thing because I was waiting for Gilly to finish his thing. All right, you do your first oh, okay, time sure. do animal handling. No, no, yeah, yeah. Okay. I figured, like Matt said, I would probably be just practicing with Max letting him dance in the air with uh, other dancing sword and then have like a dance. Battles. Okay. Dance on a dance battle. I want to know Max's reaction to this. It's like my, my partner's a strong silent type. <laughs> What's the matter? Am I the only talking sword around here? <laughs> but yeah. Just getting some more skills in that and becoming more proficient, I guess. And is Max aware of, what's going on what we're up against here i feel like he'd have some things to say doesn't need to know all right <laughs> he just does what i tell him he stabs things i tell him to yeah cool gives me attitude he's happiest when he's in combat so are you like while you're having this dance off is this like are you trying to learn better fighting techniques or yeah. is this kind of just like showmanship or a bit, a of, both? bit of both like just learning in battle thinks because I'm guessing the dancing rapier guy has had the dancing rapier longer than I've had uh, my dancing max. So. Yep. That's correct. I would get some tips and pointers on how to use them more efficiently on things to do, you know, things like that. I guess since this is like a bit of training for, for you, uh, I'll let you make a survival check just to see how, how well you're sort of picking up the tips that, Peter the half health has for you. Uh, 15. Are you doing this on like both of the days or is it just on one day? I'd probably do that as well as like, spending some time writing some music. Okay. Uh, okay. So give me one more survival check on the, like for the, for the second day. Shut up. A <laughs> natural 20. <laughs> Wow. Holy wow. Shit. On this side over here, something this house, going on. This house is full of 20s. <laughs> what up? <laughs> all in matter. Like, <laughs> yeah, when we're all here, when, when we were all here recording, we did not roll this many 20s. <laughs> How very suspicious. So, if you can jot down somewhere, uh, maybe in your. Uh, in your, I guess, where it says your your weapons and things like that. For me, yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you two re rolls on attacks specifically made with Max. Nice. Those are non transferable. Okay, two re rolls that keep refilling constantly. Got it. <laughs> That's not what I said. Two re rolls per battle <laughs> per turn. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, do you want to make the last two rolls? The first for unarmed combat, and then the second for 
mindfulness. First, I need to make my animal handling roll for the day two. Mm. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Which is a 14. Stupid dog. Okay, so... Are you, you finally got him to stop. Record. You finally got him to stop, like, jumping up on you while in dire wolf form, because he was constantly knocking you over. <laughs> Good boy. <laughs> All right. So, first for unarmed combat. Yeah, who's helping with this? Does anyone have... I don't think anybody has proficiency in unarmed combat, but you. So, it's just without advantage, then? Correct. Right. So... Uh, and it's survival? Uh, yep. 21. Wow. Yeah. And mindfulness? Mm -hmm. Ew. Uh, seven. <laughs> but we don't care. We had to end sometime. Ow. Ew. Well, no monk candidates here no. in this town. <laughs> Definitely not. Okay, so sometime late on the third day, over the horizon, you see the familiar shape of dwarven airships nice. approaching Tall Hill. And you know they're coming to collect the remainder of the cure, which Gilly has reported to you, just uh, synthesized the last of it. Anna is hella efficient. Well, she's got a lot of help. So the, you know, the dwarves will be loading up this uh, cure onto their airships. And then I guess... Like your dwarven crewmates, I guess, have just been sort of almost drinking the town dry while while you guys have been training. <laughs> uh, but they would greet their their kin when the airships arrive and help them, you know, load up all the things that need to go onto the airship. Mm -hmm. Now, at this point, I think they'd want to know, uh, you know, is this a mission that they're going to to like? Their understanding is that they're just going to kind of uh, deliver a quantity to the wizard's tower in Pharaoh's Point and then deploy the rest of it over the city. Yeah, I think the the kind of powdered version or the like smoke sort of version we said we were just yeah, going to kind of airdrop, right? Just kind of crop dust the city with it. Okay, well, we we have contacts in the city. So now that things are ready, we could probably like Call up our contacts. They'll know to expect like some delivery. And then the air dispersal stuff, maybe we could do like a town meeting or like do something to draw attention. Get people out in the open hmm. and, and then drop it on top. Have like a big parade, um, Tim Burton Batman style, and then <laughs> gas everybody. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just like that. I know someone who's great at getting attention. Oh, who could that be? <laughs> it's a me. It's a me. <laughs> yeah, but too bad you're it's over me. me. I'm kind of, I'm kind of thinking this is one part of the plan that we let let our friends handle. Yeah, because if you just go off by yourself with them, <laughs> you just can't leave the party. <laughs> you're gonna make me pass up a chance to perform. This it's is fine. Good. It's fine. like a, a multi-day endeavor if you yeah. were to go and then come it's back. Fine. It's fine. Look, you're just so big now that like, I think what would help is if you, you gave some tips and tricks, yeah. maybe. Maybe you could talk to someone there and organize, you know, give your input on what would be, what would be able to gather up the most amount of townspeople. It would be a convincing thing. 
for even someone who is mind flayed to maybe go check. That's it. almost what we want. We want something that's going to draw out the, the, like everyone. Well, everyone, but like, well, I guess, or even just anyone addicted. What would draw people out, even if they were addicted oh, a to giant stand that says more new drive. life? Yeah, yes. <laughs> just a huge thing that's renewed. new life party. <laughs> classic, yes, new classic. life. You know, new life classic. <laughs> you all love the new flavor of life. <laughs> But have you tried classic life? <laughs> it's just life, but like a normal life. Yeah, if we can kind of, especially like if, if Martin can get his, uh, you know, the Thieves Guild to kind of start spreading word of like, oh, there's they're going to be giving away a whole bunch of new life at this part of town at this time. Get that spread through the city and then we just go and airdrop right over top of them. Okay, I will say this sounds more like some sort of modern commercialized way of like spreading attention. I don't, I don't know if the same thing exactly applies doing to guerrilla marketing, essentially. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but I, I think we could like, um, what was the other gnome that has the circus or whatever? Perpo Parkinslap. Yes. Yes. We call on Perko Parkinslap. To throw an impromptu free circus or something. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> Bringing Perco back. Perfo. Perfo to Moco. Perfo. Perfo. <laughs> that guy we fondly remember. <laughs> Percolator. Okay. Percolator. <laughs> Have most of the names of his, of his character has been remade because I was horrible at remembering the names. <laughs> Is that what's happened? It's mostly me, or do you guys actually do stuff too? I try to remember them. Just like me in real life. When we talked mm. a little bit in the tattoo trust chat, mm -hmm. <laughs> I know I had said I had two different ideas. Uh, with two different ideas was maybe one is like if this is going to go down in Feral's Point or not. Maybe we should run like a reconnaissance mission and try and get more information about what's happening in the city. Maybe we come across a layer. I don't know, but like just getting more information and being a little more proactive on that part. Or maybe to find a place somewhere that is more tactically an advantage for us mm -hmm. so that we wouldn't likely get surrounded if we were getting attacked by thralls or a large army or something like that. So, what one of those two ideas? Uh, maybe we can't really, I know that, like as Tom said, we, we can't really know what's happening. We don't really know how this is going to go down, but I think we can be prepared for how we would defend ourselves in this situation. Yeah, this might, this mm -hmm. might be a good, uh, one of those examples of the best defense is a good offense, sort of, where we kind of, we either instigate and, and draw them out to where we want them to be. Or, yeah, we go in and kind of do some recon and uh, see if we can figure out, yeah, a, be a better tactical point of view. And if we're going to send a bunch of airships in with um, this new life cure to disperse it, that might be a good opportunity to do some recon, actually. Like, we, we have the Warriors Alliance. We know that we can get underground. We can try and find something. I don't know if, like, if finding this layer or finding it where they're planning on bringing this Elder Brain back to exactly makes a difference but i don't know it was just a thought to be proactive that we could try and do yeah mm -hmm. i did like that idea because like when i was thinking about ideas like 
it, it actually seemed like Pharaoh's point was more of the location to go to. So I was trying to think of like what we've done working up to this. And it was, and it was like, okay, well we have the dwarves, like we can send them as like a whole army kind of at the, the brunt of it against like the dragonborn army if we need to. And we have the thieves guild, we have the fighters guild there to help us. And like, we have a lot of resources that we've moved for um, the new life cure as well. So I really like that idea of maybe like searching out, um, yeah, where they're at in Pharaoh's Point. Because they did have a base in um, with the dwarves, right? And they also they used to like, live underneath the city, like where the darkness is, right? That was their, their home, that place would be, the weird place be. Yeah, I like the de- I, that idea because I feel like we put a lot of resources like into Pharaoh's Point. We might as well we can cash even have in the dwarves like just waiting outside, waiting for a signal of some sort to. I don't know. We could figure that out, but. Well, yeah. If the Dragonborn start like being a problem, they can land and like kind of tie that up and take yeah. that on. Like whether they need to invade the city or storm the gates, like that Especially could be possible. Especially if Arzax has made a deal with the Gith Yankee. In our time, our absence, and they took that deal over us. Then there's a lot. Of, we're gonna need a, a trusted ally the for here. sure. So then, the only thing is that if we're gonna do a recon with the idea of having the dwarves kind of on standby, we have to be prepared that, like, if we're gonna do this recon, we have to be prepared that that might just start the battle. Then, right? Yeah. So anything that we need in yeah. Pharaoh's Point, we need to wrap up. Or sorry, in uh, in Tall Hill, we need to wrap that up first. Yeah, but also like because we have um, Dane in the tattoo trust now mm-hmm. too, so it's easy to call meetings and get details to all these different people, right? Yeah. So then, do we want to do we want to mm-hmm. send these ships with this cure first to kind of crop dust and see if we can at least eliminate some of the the thralls before going in to do our recon, or do we want to do this all as a one hit kind of? It's not going to thralls. I think. I, th- I think this is like we're a, we're a nation. We're dealing with an opposing nation. There's some groups that we don't know what their allegiance is going to be when yeah. should hit the fan. But we have a bunch of resources. Mm-hmm. We have to consider that. So if we go in, I think it all teeters on us giving out the new life care because we have really precarious relationships with the Dragonborn and also the Gith now. But we're ready for war if it starts. We'll have the dwarves on our side as our main army. I think the fighters guild is more of like, I don't know, our Navy seals. Like they can assist us if we have any trouble with like a certain district in the city that we need to clear out. They might be more of like a unit that can help us. And then maybe the thieves guild for information and scouting. And we got our own little science division. (laughs) One other thing that we did, I think that I mentioned was, um, and if we are if we are going to do some kind of recon, this might be a good um, goal of that recon. Was that if we can get a hold of um, the uh, of Kalira's staff before things go down, that would also give us control of the Iron Guardians, which currently I I think I mean it's been a while since we've asked about it, but are are still preventing the Warriors Alliance from really being able to to leave their little part of the city 
So, I mean, if we go in, the Warriors Alliance might not be able to offer us much help if they're still trapped by the Iron Guardians. But if we can get control of the Iron Guardians, that gives us back the Warriors Alliance and the that's Iron. A great point. Yeah, that's a good point. So, who had last? Who last had the staff that we may know? Arazax, I think. And was he staying in the Wizard's Tower? At he was at the Academy. So I'm kind of thinking then maybe we propose, this is where we do our call up. We propose basically a meeting to distribute the cure because that way they know that the ships are coming to drop them off. And that might be like the tipping point. Maybe we, you know, if he betrays us, then it makes an easy decision. We basically try and get the staff from him as everything goes south and, you know, play our hand. Um, Maybe we actively steal the staff from him in that That's moment. That's what I'm thinking. Not even if things go sideways, like during the meeting or, or whatever, we, this becomes part of what we're doing is trying to actively yeah. steal that staff back. So that makes me think we should set up a meeting as a pre, uh, the, the pretense of distributing the cure. Mm. Yeah. But we have a target to steal the staff. And then as soon as that happens, things are going to, you know, we're going to be uh, on short time. Yeah, so this is my question, time, do we basically get everything ready to mobilize as our full-on attack once we get that in case things go sideways that we can go? Or do we try and be really, really stealthy, go in, get the staff? And- no, th- this, is, this is us planning a heist. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I think that's actually what it's come to. And I really like that thought of like planning a heist. There's going to be different facets, but if we put all the pieces together, we can pull it off. Did you hear that, Faye? And it'll be amazing. Start getting those, uh, the ultimate heist. You finally get the heist closer. <laughs> I put on my goggles. I have the black spandex. Everything <laughs> out of her costume bag here. Okay. So then we need to, we need to organize things so that, we have everything ready to go so that once we we go in for this meeting, regardless of what happens, we're basically ready for the the kind of whatever happens, we're ready to to go. Okay. So we make a meeting with Arizax on the pretext of giving out the cure. We're gonna give out the cure no matter what. Yeah. Then we're gonna steal the staff from him, I assume. We'll have to I suppose, make sure to set up the meeting, maybe get some people to do some scouting because we're really banking on like all this happening. And then how do we draw the illithids or how do we find where they might be staying? So we've got scouting to do. We've got the meeting to set up. Um, You should talk to the fighters guild to make sure they like maybe put a unit together that can be on call. Like when we need backup. Question. So we know that the Illithids stole some of that, uh, the dragon bone from the temple in Boldbrook. If, mm-hmm. if we get to Pharaoh's point, wouldn't Gilly be able to try and track that using that? Well, if Spruce asked him that, he would say, yeah. yes, actually. Up to a thousand feet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Though I would like to have at least some idea of where they're at. Um, because I think this is going to be time sensitive, so I can't just like wander around. Right. But I think we could put assets towards like maybe narrowing down a few spots. Mm. And then once we're close, I can hone in on it. Okay. 
Yeah, I don't. I mean, we won't be able to really use the Warriors Alliance for that because, like I said, they're kind of trapped. Um, but maybe between the Thieves Guild or between. Um, well, they're trapped unless we steal the staff, right? Yes. Yeah. So, I'm- and that seems like it's going to be like an essential part of this plan now is like making a meeting and going for that staff. And as soon as that's free, we can let them out. Yes. So I'm saying ahead of time, they won't be able to do any investigating to figure out where the where the mind flayers are. Well, no. Yeah, that's more Martin's alley. Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Um, is yeah. Elwin a part of this discussion that you're having right now? Oh, I feel like he should be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think this was one of our like big get togethers. Okay. Yeah, sure. So he about the staff, he would say that um, it takes time to use it. So in game terms, it has to be attuned to. So somebody who picks it up has to spend time with it in order to use it. And then you have to have certain qualities. However, if you destroy it, it will shut down all of the Iron Guardians. Yeah, that's fine. As long as Aerozax doesn't have it and can't use the Iron Guardians against us. I mean, if we can use them to our advantage, great. If we can't, whatever. As long as he can't use them to his advantage... Uh, my other question then would be if if uh, Elwin says that uh, Spruce will ask if he is attuned to the staff. He's not. Okay. <laughs> no, only like one. Only one person could be attuned to it at a time. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. Well, just for the sake of asking, then what is and, the like length of time, and what are these qualities? Um, you have to have uh, a certain degree of intelligence. And the amount of time is like a short Fate. rest. Shut up. I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, whatever. Either way, we can either, yeah, just destroy. I would like to check just how it works. Like, if this, if someone was using the staff and gave commands to the golems, and then the staff was stolen to them, do the golems keep, like, doing those commands? Yeah. Or would they stop without, like... They keep operating okay. under the most recent command they've been given. So we can't just steal it and keep it away from them unless we keep it away long enough to like uh, attune to it and then give a new command. Correct. Okay. So there's options. I mean, a short rest could be like 20 minutes, half an hour, but it'll depend how we go. If we can't manage to steal it, then we can always destroy it. Okay. So let me just recap. You're going to you're going to load up these airships and you're going to go in your own airship to accompany the the doors now. You're going to pick up Dane's people on the way. Mm-hmm. And you're going to meet with Arizax and then things are might pop off from there. Probably pretty likely. I mean, we'll have to try and get word to Arizax ahead of time to to set up this meeting. Um and mm-hmm. then we'll also have to try and get this is the thing in terms of the warriors alliance we we never actually tried to um determine whether uh what's her name elasha if elasha we had no way of determining whether or not she had been tainted the only thing that we did was that spruce went in and showed a picture of of uh a gith and she didn't really react negatively so i mean we can assume she hasn't been tainted but that's the best we have so i mean we have to go into this then assuming that 
that we can trust her. Mm-hmm. But knowing that there's a there is a slight possibility that that might not be the case. Yeah. And if that resource doesn't work out, then it's just, you know, another challenge. But we're just I think we're just trying to put all our all the resources that could go perfectly together. And it's probably unlikely that everything goes perfectly, but we'll still get through it. Oh, there was one thing that I just forgot to mention, and it was kind of a small thing, but it was just, uh, (laughs) is there working guns on our ship? I think there was like harpoons yeah, the harpoon. yeah. on the gift yeah. ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Point of business. Make sure those are in working order. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cool. So um, I guess while you're having this conversation, Elwin would tell you that he's spent the last few days trying to figure out if there was some way to actually locate Kalira. Mm-hmm. And he says to you, I remember telling you that we could find her, and that was a lie that they forced upon you. I wish I could tell you that I've found her or could devise a means of rescue, but I cannot. We are facing this final test ourselves. She was a symbol of hope all those years ago. People need a symbol of hope now when all appears to be lost. Wait, I'm sorry. Candace is just gesticulating right now as if like Faye is just going to stand up in this glorious pose. <laughs> if, she, if her character would stand up, I'd grab her like waist and pull her back down to seat him. I literally was like, Sit down. Arms out looking around the room. Uh, yeah. 